Hey you guys, what is going on? My name is Marcus, your host as always for today's episode of the Roads Untraveled podcast. Uh, wow, that sounded really scripted. That was terrible. Um, I've really got to try to stop making this as formal as possible. Um, it always just happens. I, you know, default to the quote unquote radio voice. It's a bad habit. Anyways, um, this week is a very special show because we've got two guests on the show. One you've heard before, Sid, good friend of the show, obviously, uh, White Walker, RWB owner, number eight. Uh, he's got a, um, he's got that, the air-cooled RWB 911 Targa. He has a BMW 635 CSI. Don't kill me, Sid, if I got that wrong. Uh, he's got a DB9 and uh, a Cooper S. He's got an M6, the V10 M6 as well. A couple other cars, really cool guy, uh, and he set this up. Uh, with J.J. Dubeck, Dr. J.J. Dubeck. You guys are probably thinking right now, Marcus, why do you have a doctor on the show? This is <laughs> this is supposed to be a car show. What the heck is going on? Um, J.J. is no ordinary doctor, all right? You may know him uh, from Instagram, Facebook. Uh, he's been to SEMA a number of times with his builds, car shows all over North America, Um He's got a great personality. I met him uh, over a year ago, and uh, he's been in the Vancouver car scene for a long time, doing awesome stuff. He started out, uh, well, I think his first big build, you know, that really hit it big on social media was his Liberty Walk R35 Nissan GTR, and then after that, he had a Ferrari 458 Liberty Walk as well, um, which he has now sold, and then... Right now, as it stands, he has another Liberty Walk R35 GTR, slightly different. He's always, you know, he's always changing stuff up. Um, he's he's really big into car audio, uh, wheels. He's always changing the wheels and stuff. Um, he's got a really unique outlook on life and the car scene in general, which I think is really cool. I think uh, Sid, him, and I really see eye to eye on a lot of different stuff. Um, and he also. This is another thing. He also just picked up a brand new Acura NSX. Really exciting stuff. And uh, we talk about, in this episode, his plans for that car, the NSX. Lots of massive plans, um, which include ripping out the exhaust system, which you can hear about in this episode. It was a really great conversation. I really had an awesome time talking to these guys. Really good friends. Uh, thank you, JJ, for allowing us to come into your home and uh, record this quick little episode last week. It was a really good time. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Send in your like comments and stuff to roadsandtraveledshow at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think of the episode and the guests and who would, who you would like to see um, on the f- show in the future. We've got a number of good shows coming up. Um, I am back from LA. I was in LA last weekend shooting video for Roads Untraveled, our YouTube channel, as well as my second channel, uh, where I just stick all like my vlogs or whatever you want to call them, just all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, we're at like 1300 subscribers on there and we were just about at 110,000 subscribers on our main channel, which is super exciting. So please subscribe if you haven't already. Um, and look out for all the videos I shot in California. Just quickly, I drove a 6.2 liter uh, Ford Raptor, the first generation Ford Raptor. I drove off-road in the canyons in California, and then I drove uh, Shane Subros on YouTube, Shane from Subros. I drove his 500 wheel horsepower uh, 2012 STI, and then I drove the Rennick Performance uh, Cadillac ATS-V with about the same amount of horsepower, about 500 at the wheels. Um, all different locations, all different days. I had an awesome weekend of shooting, so look out for those videos. Probably about eight videos in total split between the two channels. And I had the awesome, awesome opportunity of being a guest on the Smoking Tire podcast. Matt Farah was kind enough to uh, invite me into their studio. So me, Matt Farah, and Zach Clapman talked for, I don't know, an hour and a half or so uh, last Friday afternoon about cars, about, you know, filming, and all sorts of good stuff. He talked about the new Lexus LC that he drove in Hawaii, as well as uh, he had a McLaren 570 GT press car that I got a ride in. We talk a little bit about that. Uh, So look out for that podcast. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already listened to The Smoking Tire. But anyways, that was a really exciting moment of my time in LA. Lots more stuff to come. Hopefully, you guys enjoy this episode with Sid and JJ. 
Again, as always, if you are so inclined, uh, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We've been getting a lot of good feedback recently, and that excites me because we are climbing the rankings. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of the week is just to get, get together with some friends and talk cars and have a good time. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. All right, you guys. Yeah, we're live. What's going on? Roads and Traveled family. We're back. Another podcast. Uh, more guests, as promised. 2017. Uh, the year of the guest, apparently. Because <laughs> we've had a bunch. JJ, how's it going? It's going really well. How are you? Not too bad. Sid, you're back again. What's up, guys? Back in the house. Thanks for setting this up, Sid. No worries. <laughs> Doxilla. Yeah, Doxilla in the house. You've probably seen uh, multiple, like, his builds. I mean, what your builds have been at, like, SEMA. They're all over Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, they've, they've gotten some good exposure over the years. You know, uh, I think um, as uh, as I've done each build, uh, the exposure and anticipation and... Uh, you know, um, people sort of spreading it around and uh, sharing the photos has been really great. So sure, sort of yeah. One builds upon the other sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess now, like, I don't know how, like, how, when did you start Filthy even, like, the, as a oh, brand? Oh, like, uh, Filthy started after um, SEMA 2014. Oh, okay. November 2014, that the when I brought the GTR for the very first time to Vegas, yeah. when I met Kato for the first time, basically once we got back to Vancouver... I uh, sort of I sort of sat there and thought, you know what? Um, now I should probably make this little car club and group of friends that I had um, sort of unified through this filthy that we all sort of were, you know, uh, we all started talking about and sure, thinking yeah. about and whatnot. So that's sort of when it started. But it never, you know, with some some ideas, you just sort of let it brew and and, and stew for a while and. Even though it may have sort of the concept may have started then, we never really made decals until maybe like that summer of 2015, or you know that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. So it's a very slow process of like you know this sort of grassroots sort of uh, lifestyle that uh, we're sort of pushing, but uh, nothing. You know, I really have trouble sort of getting it to um, making you know marketing it or anything like that. Sure. yeah. Yeah. Like if I make shirts, I'll make like thirty shirts and give them to my buddies. You know, like right, right, right. <laughs> it's been yeah. very sort of, you know, like I I, I don't have a business background, so I yeah. you know I, I don't I don't see I didn't envision it as being something that would um uh, just be sales only. I'm more interested in it being something that uh, like people recognize, could, yeah. yeah, recognize, yeah. and we can sort of nod our heads at. And if you see someone you know who rocks a filthy banner or wears a filthy cap, then you automatically give each other a, you know a little nod and a you know you know. You know, just acknowledgement that sure, you know, you're yeah. part of the same vibe, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's all about the love, guys. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is about the love. No, it's true. That's cool. And that's kind of like uh, where I see like your builds and everything has kind of just, every. it's so recognizable now, you know? Like you got filthy and then with all like the builds you're doing, obviously the GTR, like I don't know what you would say your most quote unquote successful build in like the eyes of social media has been, but... Yeah, you know, um, there are people out there who love the original GTR Liberty Walk a lot. They um, they herald it as sort of the the build that sort of put me on the map, so to speak. Mm. And that that GTR, I mean, that was just a, a crisis car for a forty year old doctor who sort of wanted to have a little bit of uh, a reward in life. Yeah, you know, I always wanted to build a cool car, and um, I finally said, "Now is the time." And once I was given that sort of green light, so to speak, to do that build. I felt that it was just a way that I could really express myself and go kind of all out, you know, like, mm. and, um, I had, I had a good vision. I had the money to do it, which is important too, because, you know, if I, if I didn't feel I had the money, I probably wouldn't have done it. Cause I'm kind of an all or none kind of guy when it comes to that sure. sort of thing. I didn't yeah. really want to do a half-assed job of it. Yeah. So, um, so, um, that is an, that's a, that's a bill that a lot of people identify with and say, that's your signature bill. That's your first bill. But really, each build that I've done since then has been a very good growth experience too. Mm-hmm. And um, when I followed that build up with my, um, I guess my sophomore build, which is like the Ferrari. Yeah. I mean, people say people love that, and they they really said, "Wow, that's your, that's your uh, coup de gras. That's the you know, that's the big one. That was the one that really everyone loved." Um, and then, you know. Um, Having said that, I mean, I've got another one on the books now that I think will even blow that one out of the water. So, yeah. 
Um, and then I've, I'm even thinking of my fourth and fifth sort of, you know, like these, uh, these crazy builds that I think will, each one will sort of have its own personality, just like everyone in the scene who has their own cars, which is an extension of their personality. Yeah. Each one of these builds that I do, I think really has its own personality. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, everyone will have their favorites and uh, everyone yeah. will say, oh, I love this one the most. And I, and you know, when people say that, I agree with them because they're like, they're like children, you know, like. I have two children and I love them equally. They're very different, mm-hmm. you know, in, in lots of ways, but you love them just the same and you love them like an endless amount, you know, like, yeah. So I think, I think that's the way I look at it is that these builds are like children and not that I would sell my child as I yeah. sold a Ferrari, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <they're> not. <laughs> now you, you were, you were telling me earlier about how like, um, cause the, the, your next, your next build is the NSX, right? The new, yeah, the new NSX. A, yeah, and we were talking about it earlier, and you were telling me how, like, you know, you'd seen this the original NSX, like as a as a kid or growing up, you know, sure did, and yeah. it kind of had an impact on you. Was that the same with the GTR originally? Or you know what? Um, it's funny because um, high school was a time where I really had a chance to uh, to just you know dream a lot, and and um, that was the first time when you sort of you can feel yourself getting your license in the next few years, and you're mm-hmm. like getting excited yeah. about cars and. You, basically, you learn more about cars because all the guys around you are talking about cars more, you know. So, um, you know, you'll pick up your issues of road and track. We'll get our library time in the in the uh, in the high school. I don't know if they have that nowadays, but we get our library time, and I'd do go straight to the road and track magazines or Car and Driver, or, you know, whatever you had, and flip to whatever Porsche or Ferrari they had as a cover, you know, and then and I'd see these uh, nine thirty Porsche roof, uh, you know, uh, conversions, and uh, yeah, yeah. and I'd see the. Koenig Specials Ferrari, you know, like BB 512 and all these like crazy Testarossa builds. Like these are modified supercars yeah. back in the 80s. Yeah, that's like, I yeah. mean, I wasn't around in the 80s, but I'm a, that's like unheard of. Well, almost. yeah, like, like it was unheard of. And it was yeah. actually um, those cars back in the 80s were really frowned upon. Really? Oh, yeah. Look back at the history. Look back at the history of, uh, of Willie Koenig. Mm-hmm. So he was a German who decided to hack up Italian cars, right? He hacked up a Testarossa, he hacked up a BB-512. Yeah. If you look at those Koenig Specials Ferraris, oh my God, like they were gorgeous Ferraris. Mm-hmm. But the, the culture at the time was one of like, this guy's an idiot, he's a fool. Right, You right. know, what's he doing to these works of art? The same thing that Uwe Gimbala had to deal with, right? Oh, sure, yeah. For sure, yeah. right? And then yeah. now, Nakai... A Japanese gentleman coming yeah. to hack up German cars, you know, yeah. in the minds of these guys who say he's, you know, a negative way, but he's the most positive soul you'll you'll come across. Sure, yeah. And and one of the purest guys in our modern times. I mean, a, a real artist who basically has his craft, masters his craft, and now some people have, have acknowledged him and, and found a following. Mm-hmm. And as, as the awareness builds, we, we, know, we know him more now, right? So... People who modify these cars, whether it's the '80s, the '90s, or present time, they've they've been um, they've dealt they've been dealt a, a you know um, sometimes negativity. Now it's a little more accepted, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But back mm-hmm. in the '80s, it was shunned upon big time. But that's when I was dreaming about them, right? Sure. So I'd yeah. see them, and I and I knew back then that I liked these special cars more than the stock cars. Even at a young age, in high school, in grade nine, you know, dreaming about cars when the furthest thing in my mind was a car because I couldn't afford anything. I'd have to ask my mom for money. Yeah, <laughs> so sure, yeah. that was it, you know, like I couldn't do anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, those, that's when things started for me wanting to have a modified car was at a very young age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these, these guys, these artists in my mind, they face a lot of uh, challenges and, and even today, like I, I'd, I'd, I'd have like, you know, there'd be people out there who would criticize what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, and say, why do you, why would you touch that car? Oh, hashtag ruined, hashtag, you know. Oh, yeah, you is- see it all, even in like Sid's videos <laughs> yeah, that yeah. we did with White Walker. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the YouTube comments, I mean, like, overwhelmingly, people are like, oh, we love the bills. Like, people are coming to see Nakai Sun work. Yeah. But then you've got the vocal minority in the comments that are like, what are, like, well, I don't see the big fuss yeah. about it. I'm There's like, always the haters. Yeah. The haters, but maybe, maybe not so much even haters, but just people who don't get it, who don't understand it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, Hate is brought mostly by um, lack of knowledge or lack of experience. Sure, yeah. You know, when you, you, when you hate something, it's probably because you fear it. And uh, to be honest with you, I mean, it, it sounds like very deep for, you know, car talk, but 
to be honest with you, that may be the root of it because they don't get it. They don't understand it. They may not have been touched by it at some point in their life. You know, when I'm at a car show and a little kid comes up to me uh, that I don't know and he's there, usually, you know, father or mom just sort of looking about t- two feet away. Can I sit in your car? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. Because that's a connection you make. That's a neural connection you make of something beautiful, something positive. And kids, they don't remember, you know, how much the $20 ticket costs to go to the auto show. Mm-hmm. But they do remember sitting in that cool car once, you know, touching the wheel, smiling, looking at their dad, you know, saying, hey, I'm driving. Yeah. You know, that's that's a good feeling. And you know what? That's how these things are born, you know. People who appreciate cars have been touched by something like that in their lives Something similar like that. That's how it starts. I don't yeah. know how it started with you, Marcus, or mm-hmm. you, Sid, but I can tell you with me, it was, I have very clear memories of positive things about cars in my life. And that's why I love them so much now. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I think something like that, any positive experience, I think will really have a lasting impression. I mean, if it has to do with cars and if you have, like, if that has to do with your friends or some connection that you yeah. wouldn't have otherwise made, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, with anything, really. Yeah, with anything, yeah. It's just, yeah. it happens to be that, we have a passion for cars because maybe that's what touched us. I mean, people have other enjoying, enjoyable things in life that they do. Mm-hmm. And I've learned through cars to respect people for what they like to do. Mm-hmm. And I have guys who all they want to do is travel. They say, why the fuck do you even own a car? Sure, yeah. I oh, just want to travel sure, yeah. the world. Well, you know, I've traveled yeah. the world somewhat too. And I can get it. I understand why that's important. I understand why that's good. But that's your thing. Am I going to beat you down for it? Hell no. I'm going to praise you. Yeah. Good for you for finding the thing that you love. And if you find the thing that you love, I say just... Max it out to the best you can so that you're positive and you can be humble and kind to others, you know? That's mm-hmm. really what it is. Modifying cars are freedom of expression, right? Freedom of expression. Yeah, yeah. big time. You know, RWB, that's that's uh, one of the groups that uh, I have come in recent years to sort of understand a bit more. Because I didn't understand RWB right away. Mm-hmm. I, I love Porsche. I love, I've loved Porsche for many years. Um I love the old 911s, mm-hmm. classic style. Mm-hmm. I love modification. And I didn't get RWB for a while. And the reason I didn't get RWB for a while is because I just didn't take that extra step to look into it more. Right. And what right. I've learned about RWB, it's not so much about the cars and the modification, actually. It's just one big happy-ass family, man. It's, it's like, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't understand it at first until I met some of these characters and got to see why they're so happy and passionate about cars. And y- all you need to do is spend one hour mm-hmm. or less. And either you, you'll, you'll get it. I mean, either you, you'll, you'll know right away or you, maybe you're the type of person who just doesn't care about anything and it sure. won't touch you. Yeah. But yeah. if you do take that time, that honest time to look into it and see, you know, it's not about cutting up a Porsche. It's not about, you know, mm-hmm. these sort of things that, you know, the haters or the naysayers will say. Yeah. It really is all about one love, one family. And you know what? And that's why I get it now. Sure. I completely yeah. get it now. And I'm ex- I'm just as excited about my RWB build as as um as any of the mods, or maybe even all of my cars put together. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I've met a family of people that are exceptional. In a world full of negativity, yeah. We found this slice of, you know, positive outlook group. That just um, humbles me. It really does. Yeah. And as yeah. far as I can tell, like, in the modification scene, like you were saying, you know, uh, with Gambala and stuff, yeah. like people modifying cars and stuff, I mean, who else at this time or any other time, for that matter, is, you know, traveling around the world, going to different countries and doing, like, unique builds like this with such a such a following now? And like you were saying, yeah. like, Sid reached out to me originally... And we met because of his build, and then I go down to the build, and like it's it's insane, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is the best weekend ever, right? Right. And then it, it just continues from there, and uh, I th- honestly, I think it's unprecedented what he's doing. But you remember these moments for the rest of your life. You know, um, um, the even even more unique about Nakai-san going to, uh, you know, around the world and and touching all these countries and people and. And um, everyone with these builds is, um, he's just a one-man, yeah. like, uh, legend. I mean, like, honestly, like, f- he has his hand on every single car that's been made. There's nothing like that out there. You're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And um, that, to me, is is just, it's unheard of. It's, it's completely unheard of. And I don't know how 
that can be replicated, to be honest with you. Like, sure, yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. too many people who would do that. Mm-hmm. So that that alone adds to the mystique and the the wonderment of the whole thing. I, I don't like, you know, um, I'm sure there are other artisans out there, but this level of commitment, this level of like, uh, his year is booked. Like, I think from what I understand, like, or maybe two years, I don't even know. Like, right, he right. he, uh, I guarantee you, he has enough of an itinerary. That his he has several months or a year in advance of his planning, I think. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's that shows that you know. I think it's he, safe to say that his demand has outlived his supply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, these these Porsches, these um, uh, uh, air cooled Porsches. I mean, they're 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 you know they're they're getting even more and more rare, and the prices are going higher and higher. Yeah. Bananas. And it's nuts. The market's still still crazy. A ninety-five yeah. C two Carrera right. would cost more than a two thousand and four nine nine six turbo because yeah. it's water cooled. <laughs> so now we yeah. live in a world where a turbo costs less yeah. than a base model cabriolet. Hey, that's good. If hey, if you want to go runway racing and you want to pick up a nine nine six turbo, oh, for cheap, the that's, century, the, that's the car to do it. Like, yeah, that's actually that's actually true. Get in now, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But um, I think that's that's so true. But to illustrate the point of the rarity of those older ones, I mean, that that's such a value to have the turbo. Mm-hmm. But to illustrate the point that even a stock C two cab or non cab. Approaching the price of a turbo, which you know, that's mind-boggling. You know? Beyond, and it's mind-boggling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even some people that we hang out with um, that aren't like they're into cars, you know, but they're not into the um, uh, like looking after you know stock examples, low mileage, yes. like co- the collector market. Yeah, I guess right. you could say, that's right? right. Yeah. Um, and they'll they'll see like you know a brand new GT3 R GT3 RS next to you know. Whatever the equivalent air cooled is worth, like you know, yeah. whatever three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, and they will not see the difference. They'll be like, "Why is that old one like?" And then you'll have to try to explain them. You know, there were only this many made. It <laughs> yeah. has this. Maybe it yeah, doesn't yeah. have power steering yet, or something <laughs> like that. That is like, yeah. well, they don't make them like that anymore. That's essentially That's what right. it comes down That's to. Something right. eclectic about it. And yeah. people love the purity mm-hmm. of the old, uh, you know, the old style. They, Such a different experience. Yeah, you have to. You have to work a turbo. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, yep. you know, row the gears and push, you know, push that clutch. And, you know, you have to, it's a very, um, input, um, uh, sort of, uh, hungry, you know, vehicle that sure, gives yeah. you that feedback as well. Whatever you put it in. It eggs on. you on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So there is a, a purist, um, a purist drive to it. And then there's the, the anti-purist modification sort of that happens with these RWBs. So I love the duality of that car. Mm-hmm. You go for the purity of it, but you're also going for the modification. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of cool. Yeah. It's like, it's one, it's like, it, you know, it has tension within itself, you know, it's like, sure, I just yeah. love it. That adds to my, why I like that car so much. So yeah. the bill, you're, you're doing your own RWB, correct? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't really talked to anyone publicly about it. Are we? Uh, is this is this off limits or? We oh no, could, no, we no! Not. It's, it's not because Sid is. Uh, you know, Sid is uh, this guy here. What a good influence this guy is. I don't know uh, <laughs> if you know uh, how much I love this guy. So I think I have a bromance right now with Sid. Sid's a cool uh, guy. Pauline, is it okay if I have a bromance with Sid? Yeah. Oh, that's his girlfriend. <laughs> that's Sid's girlfriend, by the way. <laughs> nah, you know. Um, Sid uh, might be one of the main reasons why I actually got really interested in RWB because, like you, Marcus, when you and I were standing outside of his build and I said hello to you, mm-hmm. um, Sid invited me as well. And um, I think Sid um, is one of those guys that basically he has so much of a love for cars. I mean, he, his own stable of cars is incredible. And it also tells me a lot about his personality because he likes old and new. And he, you know, he likes tech and he likes old school and and new school and, you know, everything in between. But um, the generosity of Sid from uh, from being kind enough to invite people to his build is just the surface. I mean, I feel like I'm an old guy and I have, you know, I, you know, I have lots of lots to learn still. And Sid has actually given me a lot of advice, like, you know, in regular life. 
mm-hmm. which I find extremely valuable. And I'm very humbled by. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem, buddy. There you I, go. I try to tell you a lot, but you know, <laughs> I tell you I love you every day, right? <laughs> I love you too, man. I learned a lot from you as well. <laughs> right on. So, um, when you have like, I get influenced by people who I look up to, and um, when I see Sid doing what he does, and the reasons why he does it. And, um, you know, I look at all the people in my life who have given me positivity from mentors to, to, uh, surgeons and, and staff physicians I've worked with to nurses who have taught me a lot to the guy who's a janitor or orderly in the change room of the hospital that I learned something from. Sure. You know, yeah. like there's the small so many mentors yeah. and so many people that contribute to your life. And Sid is one of those guys that gives you, that great contribution to your life and and helps guide you especially at times when you're down Mm -hmm. so those are the important people in your life so when he does something i actually look at him too and i I listen and now i i understand why he does the things he does you know sure yeah Um, and i want to emulate that in my life so rwb is now a big part of my life because i see the positivity Mm -hmm. and i see the transparency with nekai and all the rest of the guys there Mm mm-hmm what you see is what you get, man. Like there's yeah. no hidden garbage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, there really is just positivity. Yeah, and I've I've tried to find mistakes. I've tried to find garbage. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you cannot. Yeah. So, my love for Porsche was was very deep because when I was in high school as well, you know, I loved everything from nine four fours to nine two eight s's, nine two eight s fours, nine elevens, nine thirties, everything. And I would get these old magazines, the Christophorus magazines from Porsche. And, you know, like some of the doctors and stuff, offices, they'd have like their stacks of their Porsche magazines. And I said, fuck this. One day I'm going to get a, uh, you know, um, a, a special department delivery, you know, European delivery Porsche. That's, what, sure. that's my goal. Yeah. Yeah. Until I wanted to modify everything. And that's a, but at this point, I can actually take care of that wish. Mm-hmm. And still be able to have the RWB experience and um, be part of that family. And um, in fact, the the one the very special thing that I would like to mention is that when I had a chance to be with the RWB family at the last three builds that I attended and um, experience those and mm-hmm. speak with Nakai. And uh, Christian Kujin, who is very instrumental in the RWB um, a Tour de Force, that um, I will actually be doing a shared build with Nakai. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, they mentioned it, and um, I wanted to um, basically just drop my jaw and say, you know what, if you want to do a shared build with me, where I can do the Doxilla flavor, you know, the whole sort of um, my sort of... Uh, Signature stance and customization, paint, uh, mm-hmm. audio, the whole deal. And Nakai will bring his uh, wonderful RWB talents, and we will just make the one, a really cool example. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, Bossman Nakira Nakai will have his Vancouver car, right? That I'll okay. share with him, so he can use it anytime. And I'll have that car in my possession. I'll be able to use it anytime too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know that is that is such a privilege, such a gift. Sure, yeah. That I want to really pay attention to it and really give it that real attention it deserves. The whole, you know, if, if Dogzilla makes great builds, this is going to be one of my greatest builds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where we where I really pay attention to every single piece of this car, so it's going to have a complete strip down, a complete you know ground up. I mean, I'm an audio guy, so yeah. I have audio that I've saved for this moment. Like, audio purists, SQ purists, will die when they see my audio list I'm putting in this thing. Because <laughs> it's, it's the best of the best. Sure, yeah. Really. Yeah. And um, installation will be done um, by the best. It'll be done by... Um, I'm actually going to keep that secret. But um, I think it's going to be one of those things where multiple genres of car enthusiasts will like it for various reasons. Right, And right. they'll come together and, and everyone will like it sort of cumulatively. Mm-hmm. So, I think so are you talking to kind of like... Uh, you know, like the show car guys and like the track guys. Yeah, you and bet. Like the, you bet. The all kind of. Like- well, Nakai Nakai son is um, he's uh, race bred, race born. Mm-hmm. You know, idlers. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, these cars are beautiful, but they have to be functional. 
they have to be functional and to a high degree. Yeah, that's what you Sid know? was kind of yeah. saying night and last time. It's like, yeah, Nakai actually like a lot of people don't realize, and even I didn't right until you're yeah. there or until you watch some of these like more in depth yeah. videos and like. No, he's going to sit there and he's going to use his eyes or he's going to use whatever resources he has to, you know, get it to where he's like, you know, satisfied with that. And like I just saw, I I know I mentioned this uh, on the last podcast we did, Sid, but I saw like an article pop up. I think it was like Jalopnik or Rodent Track or one of the two. And it was basically like, oh, did you know that Nakai actually races his cars? And this was like an article that was, you know, like going around like people didn't know. Right. Hundred percent, man. Which is another one of those things. Rough World actually started as a drift team uh, back in the 80s where Nakai-san would actually drift the AE86s and uh, Levine's really and it eventually changened into Rawwell B. Griff after he started changing his cars to German cars mm-hmm. so hence Porsches and now he does not own a single Japanese car he only owns Porsches <laughs> that's why it's called Rawwell B. Griff in German right right and Sid you are the one who told me that Nakai, when he holds his idlers event in Japan, mm-hmm. that he will have like seven, eight of his cars available to RWB owners and future RWB owners to actually drive and experience. Wow. So get that. Yeah, yeah. every year in July. Including his very own, you know, mm. like Hallmark, uh, you know, cars. So this is the kind of vibe he's giving out. Like, um, I think that says a lot about the individual and it says a lot about the family as well. So yeah, yeah, definitely it's one of those things that's born on the track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though they are heralded as show cars, museum cars, showpiece cars, mm-hmm. really it's it's born on the track. Yeah. And they have to be track worthy. He test drives every car after he builds them. Yeah. To his satisfaction. He yeah. slides every car. Yeah, yeah he Super slides. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so you have to have it have that mechanical um prowess yeah otherwise essentially at the end of the day it's not a car you bet yeah you bet yeah it's not it's not a puff piece they're making these cars for function Mm -hmm. but it happens to be that they that now the look is considered boutique right right? sure yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, and with all like the media and you know like the need for speed and everything that's definitely like accentuated that yeah of course to a large degree 110 percent yeah yeah which is why sorry go ahead sid I was going to say the grip levels on the car are completely different from stock after it's been modified. Because yeah. since the front track has been widened so much, every time you just twitch the wheel, you're basically in the separate lane. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool to see, too, what uh, what Magnus Walker is doing as well because he's kind of... He's not definitely not doing like what Nakai is doing right, but it's one of those things where... He doesn't have that, you know, when you look at a Magnus Walker car versus, you know, like a stock air-cooled 911, you've got to be, I feel like you've got to be kind of up close and personal with it to see all the details, right? Rather than RWB cars, it's like, boom, in an instant, you know what, it's crazy, like it looks nuts. They look crazy driving down the street, right? Immediately. Yeah, recognizable. Yeah. Versus some of those other kind of like minor cars. <laughs> yeah, they definitely have a presence. Mm. Even the Even the more... Um, uh, simple builds, if you will, like the more um, just cleaner builds. Mm-hmm. They have a great presence. Yeah, the width yeah. alone is just just you cannot you you cannot ignore it. It's just yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, once the modification is done, it's between eighty three and a hundred inches in total width. Oh, jeez, <laughs> on the rear. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. JJ, before we recorded, uh, we stepped inside your garage. Yeah. And uh, the NSX is in there. And it's, yeah. it's stock. Yeah, stock. For now. Do you still like it? Oh, I love it. Oh, no, that thing has... Should I leave it stock? <laughs> <laughs> Just have two. Have one stock, have the other. But oh, uh... Not a bad idea. No, yeah, I think I think the the presence of seeing that car, because like, like I said before, the only time I'd ever seen it was at the auto show, right? So it's like... yeah. Two three feet off the ground, you know, you yeah. can't you can't really get close to it. You can't see the interior at all, right? I've never seen someone jump but. into my car so fast than you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, it's cool. Then he it's actually cool, gets experience, man. you know, the size of it and everything. But yeah. uh, it's smaller also once you go up to it. It's it seems yeah, like it's, a, it's like a four five eight size. I was gonna say yeah. like compared to like a new R eight V ten or something. 
It seems like a, about the same size. Yeah, it's, it could it's be roughly wrong, the same size. Yeah. I would say the R8 V10 might even be a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I believe that. I yeah. think that's why this car has the dynamics and the uh, the numbers it has right now. Mm. And um, I think NSXs in general over the years were more compact. Right. Yeah. The uh, the, the the after driving the NSX around, uh, it feels so taut. It feels so uh, light and like a knife, you know, to drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. When I drive the GTR now, I feel like it's just a big wide beast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the hammer, man. And the, uh, the the NSX feels like, I swear to God, it feels like a hot knife. Just right. Just like fucking just going around in traffic and just slicing it up. That's cool. I, That's I love good driving to hear. around. Oh my God. I just throw it everywhere. Is there, is there a, in steering, is there a big noticeable difference just in like the ratio, like how quick, how twitchy yeah, it is? Yeah. Um, well, Can- it's funny because why, when I, when I had the GTR stock mm-hmm. and I did the wide body conversion, I noticed that the steering response really improved. Oh really? Yeah. So that um, so that and it was very um, how should I say it? It was uh, like Sid, what Sid was alluding to earlier. One little turn of the wheel, you're already into the lane. Yeah. I find that with the wide body Liberty Walk GTR, I was that was exactly what it was. I felt like I as soon as I initiate the turn, that your car's halfway into the lane. As soon as yeah. you you say I'm turning, you're already in the lane. Right. Right. So um, it's very responsive and it's very quick to side to sidestep. Um, the Acura so far in its stock form uh, is more just go kart. It's just very point and shoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, the GTR is like that too. Mm-hmm. Just the GTR has a lot of clicks and whistles and rattles, and you know, it's just like an angry little beast. Yeah. But the NSX is just like a silent little ninja. You know, is is it pretty muted? Like in terms of oh, the, yeah, the actual like, right, engine right now, noise? it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I was rolling with my buddies the other day, part of the filthy crew. That's funny. And uh, you know, a couple of guys there. Um, one who is uh, buddy of mine, Kyle, who runs uh, a, uh, a a pipe delete on his G37s, and his car sounds mean. Mm-hmm. And that NSX sounded like nothing. Like it's just like uh, you know, I was like, oh my god, I've never had a car that didn't have an exhaust. Sure, yeah. So it was terrible. It was embarrassing. Can't wait to tear that thing out and send it to Taiwan. <laughs> like, seriously, man. Like, that exhaust is going to be in a box to Taiwan, like, next week. I swear oh, to that's God. that's funny. <laughs> Gets you to appreciate, though. Like, having a stock stock exhaust, having to drive around, you know, with the muted sound. Yeah. Going out looking for noise rather yeah. than, like, after having some sort of cat delete or whatever. Or yeah. just open it up a little bit. Then I like, just feel it's not breathing yet. Sure, yeah. I really feel it's not breathing yet. And um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna put on a new exhaust onto it. I I'm just worried it's gonna throw a code at me. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Sure, I yeah. I have to figure out some tune for that because right now it's it's at its larval stage of ownership. So there's not a lot that's been done with it so far in terms of like tuning and aftermarket sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean that's what I'm here for. I'm gonna help innovate. You know, mm-hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna take that exhaust out um, probably next week when I start um, installing the airbags. And the new um, struts and air system, which we're gonna do a one-off, yeah, uh, custom, yeah, Nova struts from Serial Nine. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a custom Serial Nine um, kit for the NSX, yeah, and develop our own, you know, um, everything basically from the ground up. So you said yeah. exhaust in like a couple weeks, or like all this kind of no, like no. Starting? I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take the exhaust off, and then we're going to right, uh, okay. send it to Asia, right, where they will scan and uh, and um, you know check all the hang points and um, basically develop a new exhaust for NSX. Wow, I'm not gonna say which company. Uh, sure, yeah, not Liberty, but yeah, um, we'll develop a new exhaust, and then uh, um, they'll send it back. They'll send me back the original, and they'll send me their new exhaust back as well. Wow. And we'll make That's sure that cool. it can actually have a decent throaty, maybe screaming sound to it. <laughs> uh, the looks of justice. When I, uh, I I have lots of faith in this company that uh, they will not do me wrong because uh, they are they know exactly what I want and they know that uh, they know that sound is so important. Yeah. To the to these cars and um, and I just want the performance, you know, of a, of a great. Exhaust, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the things that, uh, that those are one of the feedback, uh, feedback sensory things we look for when we drive cars. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the feel of the wheel, the feel of the suspension, and the sound. Yeah. And I'm an audio Big guy. Three things, yeah. Which means I love audio, 
but I listen to my audio mostly parked. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, whereas... In traffic or something. <laughs> yeah, if the traffic's yeah. really bad and it's not yeah. moving much, I crank the tunes. Yeah. But most of the time, my radio's off. You notice that, right, Sid? Most of the time, my radio's off. Yep, sounds the most yeah. important. I spend so much money on audio and I keep it shut off most of the time. It's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. So NSX, Liberty Walk as well. It's going yeah, wide. Yeah, what an honor that is, by the way. That's super cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Kato Wataru, Liberty Walk, owner, creator, purveyor decides during SEMA 2016, just last SEMA, yeah. comes up to me, JJ, I love your promotion. I love your builds. I give you first NSX Liberty Walk. When is your car getting here? <laughs> I said, coming soon, Kato, coming soon. Now I have it. So the kit is on its way. I mean, it's getting made first. And then, sure, yeah. But uh, I'll be having the first uh, one outside of Japan. So. That's exciting. Yeah, I think it's great for Vancouver, actually. I think it's neat for Vancouver because um, we have a, a wonderful car scene here. People have said negative things about it in the past, but we try not to listen to that. We try to continue and keep pushing forward to grow the scene. Yeah. And I think it's really neat that out of all the distributors and all the people in the world that carry Liberty Walk and build Liberty Walks, that Kato was kind enough to say, Hey, JJ. You've done these two builds. We trust you enough with this amazing build. Here you go, my friend. Sure, You're yeah. Number one. Yeah. And then people will be looking online to see that build done. And they're going to be looking to Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It's so cool. Yeah, so cool. It's so awesome. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Even with the internet, like you'd think stuff wouldn't get, like would become unlocalized, you know, like people wouldn't really yeah. care so much. But every time, yeah. you know, you see these cool um, or like people, you know, with influence, let's say on social media, Instagram, whatnot um, from around the world, it becomes very apparent if you start following them. Every one of those people are really like proud of where they came from, oh, you yeah. know, oh, because yeah. it's so hard to for like you know a small town in where whatever state it may be or country or wherever to bet. like make a name for themselves, right? Oh, I think it's important. I mean, it's really cool too because I mean I followed you know California car culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I love I love California car car culture. I think a lot of our tuner lifestyle stems from Cali, uh, but you know they're a great. Um, there are great pockets and, and communities around North America. I mean, I look to Florida a lot too. Like, I mean, you see what, you know, Dan Martins is doing out there with newer performance. And, mm-hmm. and then you look at, uh, you look at Arizona. I mean, the filthy crew street standard in Arizona. I mean, those guys are nuts, man. <laughs> They're so cool. And, and, um, and to, to see how we, 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 we melt together. I mean, Filthy Crew Street Standard from Arizona is coming out to Vancouver and Seattle this year to do a rally. Mm-hmm. We're going to drive from, they're going to ship their cars to Seattle. Then we're going to do a rally from Seattle, Vancouver to Whistler, then Whistler back to Vancouver, then Victoria, then Seattle. Oh, It'll nice. Be like the sick of like these, you know, all like these Liberty Walk GTRs, Liberty Walk Murcielagos, and it's going to be sick. That's a cool route, too. It is a cool route. That yeah, is, Sea to Sky yeah. is one of the nicest routes. And, uh, yeah. You get the beauty of Seattle, Pacific Northwest. I mean, uh, nice drive up to Van, mm-hmm. Whistler and back. Then the ferry to Victoria. Give me a break. Whenever you see a bunch of supercars on a ferry, that's beautiful. Yep. <laughs> it was It was even something. I was at, uh, we shot uh, Pumpkin Smash, like this yeah, yeah. amateur drift yeah, yeah. event on the island, right? Yeah, yeah. And even seeing all these kids, you know, coming over, like scraping every little bit of cash they could come from the mainland. Yeah, yeah. To do this one kind of like weekend drift event, and they're all like, I don't know if like some of them are like taking their bumpers off to get on the ferry, right? And then they yeah. got to put their bumpers back on and stuff. Yeah, and you know, um, cool. you know, across Canada, it's important too. Canada is, has a has a vibrant scene. You know, we might not think of it, but uh, Toronto, of course, has one of the biggest you know import tuner shows in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The import fest is insane. Yeah, and I'd love to be a part of that this year. So I'll talk to them. Yeah. Um, I mean, but even like little communities in the Maritimes, you know, like. So some of the best painters and fabricators, there's a guy in Shediac, New Brunswick. His name's like, I think it's Serge Landry or something like that. But he has like a paint shop there that does these wicked, like chameleon custom paint jobs that inspired me years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll come to Toronto and then you've got your Winnipeg, Manitoba, you know, Garage 106. I mean, those guys, three years in a row, in a row they've won Tuner Battlegrounds. That's yeah. a that's a continent-wide competition. 
Yeah. From Winnipeg, man. What <laughs> the hell are those Filipinos eating over there, man? It's crazy. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Sure, you know, yeah. My boys, Anthony, like, all these guys, like, with their sick builds. You know, like, I mean, that's inspiring to me, man. Like, yeah. Canada, you know, we might be frozen half the time, but I'm telling you, it just makes us give double when the weather's great, you know? Oh, sure, yeah. And, um, and, and I think it's nice because our American brothers and sisters with, you know, have inspired us with all their ideas and, and, and their uh, support with products and, um, and their support with these great cars that they build. But I love that Canada's on the map a bit, you know, like I'm, yeah. so, I'm such a proud Canadian and, and to see us do this and to see RWB builds now, 10, you know, RWB builds plus like a few more coming soon, you know, <laughs> like it's beautiful, bro. Like it yeah. just makes me so proud and happy. It's and we're living at a good time here. If you love cars, if you're a young guy, you love cars, oh, young or old. I mean, you know, like if you love cars, I mean, it's a great time to be alive in the city, man. It's yeah. like, there's a lot of cool shit going on. And I think we have like, we have a unique position that we're in here too, just because of the import rules. Like, oh, yeah. I'm really yeah. into Japanese cars. Well, and, we like, can always hang that over the American's head, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like, honestly, that's like part of the reason why a lot of the cars we filmed have had that like extra edge of, you know, mystique to them, if yeah. you want to say that, of like the American viewers who are, who are like just have been pining over these cars for years and yeah. years and years, seeing them in magazines, video games and stuff like that. Um, everything you can't get, mm-hmm. and it kind kind of comes along uh, back to like the NSX too, which is like when you see that when it comes out like the original one, and then what do you know? They've well, kind of I think it's going to become even harder to get imports in the states now, right? There might, there might. Well, it depends. I don't sure, know. What, yeah. yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. Speaking of that, I mean, yeah. at SEMA last year, our friend Craig from CNS Performance with his beautiful S15. Oh holy, yeah, holy! It I stole the show before, yeah. at SEMA, man. <laughs> what the heck? That K-Sport booth car, man. That was like insane. Oh, my God. Shout out to Craig, man. That was a beautiful build. I think we're going to be shooting it this summer at some point. Yeah, yeah. Craig's down, man. He's yeah. such a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so happy that, you know, he decided to uh, do that project. And, um, you know, we were at um, SEMA Ignited, and he's sitting there just zero Fs, man, doing donuts in the parking lot with his <laughs> S15. Crowd was going crazy. Oh, sure, yeah. So cool, man, yeah. Uh, I love that... Um, he has a shop in the middle of um, where is it? I forgot where he is. Uh, it's in the interior. Um, oh man, he's gonna kill me now. No, I can't remember it either. I can't remember, but uh, near Asoyus, I think. Or, oh, actually, no, Asoyus is the halfway mark, man. Uh, oh, God. all I remember is when I yeah. when he said where the shop was, and yeah. I Googled it, and that day it was like negative twenty degrees Celsius, <laughs> and I was yeah, like, yeah. oh. Actually, he sent me a garage pick <laughs> with a huge friggin' snowdrift right in front of his garage, and there was like. These sick import cars looking at a huge snowbank, man. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, but but that sh- like that to, to the to wrap that up that that just shows our spirit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that shows our spirit and that shows our love for cars. Um, and you know, even if we are on an ice cube and have a you know twenty foot snowdrift in front of our garage, yeah, we're still gonna keep wrenching. Mm-hmm. We're still gonna keep you know measuring and working and planning and doing what we can do to build these sick cars, man. Mm-hmm. And stop, won't yeah. stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I really love it. Oh. And even at the uh, at uh, Peter's RWB uh, number ten or whatever, like you were saying, Sid, if it had been pushed a week, it's like wh- what would have happened? Like that would have presented a whole new list of just challenges and stuff to overcome. You know, with the snow and stuff and all that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, so the snow last week was ridiculous. Yeah. No, I think. I, I mean, I hope that that's like the end of it. That's why you need a jeep. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I've had to help a few friends like get unstuck. You know, front wheel drive cars, no snow tires, and like that's why you need a winch. Oof. Have you seen his Wrangler, by the way? Yeah, I'm I don't JK. think so. No. Oh, I haven't showed you that. I don't oh. think so. No. Mm. I like Wranglers. Wranglers are cool. Oh, they're cool. They're yeah. nice. Yeah. Little, his Wrangler is, well, is a little lift. Four door or yeah, it's a Wrangler Limited four door. Nice. Uh, yeah, I uh, did a five inch lift, thirty uh, sevens. As you do. <laughs> 22s with the stretch. Yay, yay. <laughs> no, you know, um, Fabtech was awesome because they uh, they um, were my sponsors for the suspension of this uh, beautiful ride. Right. So it's coilovers. Uh, and, um, man, I love it. It's, uh, it's actually going to be at a really cool trade show in Seattle um, on uh, March 3rd to 5th. 
Okay. So it's in Seattle right now, getting some nice touches. And then once that show's done, it's coming back to Canada. And I'm going to start rocking it around the city, having fun, trying to find some <laughs> snow and then some mud and then some dirt. Sure, yeah. And then some nice single track uh, trails around BC. Yeah. I, I love Jeeps. I built Jeeps a lot, even when I was uh, finishing high school. Yeah. I lifted Jeeps back in the day, like, you know, TJ Wranglers and yeah, and uh, lots of stuff. So I, I love lifted cars. Sorry, lifted Jeeps and 4x4s. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That's got to be like a... A really weird thing, you know, to step from a, <laughs> like step a from like a, lift, Liberty Walk a literally just about to say that, yeah, from yeah, a four yeah. five eight into a. Yeah. <laughs> Jeep. Well, you know, four five eight Liberty Walks and Jeeps have a special relationship. How's that? Because they like to crash into each other. <laughs> <laughs> there was a big crash at SEMA in 20, uh, 2014. Yeah, when the oh, Jeep crashed really? into the Liberty Walk for yeah. Oh god! So now I had How to own I both, this? so uh, just to see, you know, what it was all about. I can see why. Um, oh, that's crazy! It fits perfectly as an input. For each I might, other. I might, uh, I might um, uh, have some fun with this Jeep this year at the shows. But um, yeah, it's a really cool car, and I think, um, I think four by fours. I just have a love for four by fours. The very first car that I drove was a Jeep, so oh, yeah. I learned to drive yeah. on a Jeep. So yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah manual. So. I feel like everything like that kind of sticks with you, especially like the first car you drive and something, whether that, you know, is what you're into down the road. But like my parents have generally always have Japanese cars and yeah, like yeah, my yeah. friends are kind of and like when I was yeah. in high school, like if someone pulled up in like a Mitsubishi 3000 GT or something, that yeah. was like the cool car. Yeah, yeah that's right. You know, it was a cool car. That yeah. was a great car. So I, I find like that's where or my love is. Dodge Stealth. Comes. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. I like the Jeeps actually now because it's one of the few cars that I can really enjoy a manual drive. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. I really like yeah. just driving a manual, just rowing the gears. Mm-hmm. Just love it. And the Jeep's great for that. Especially, now, uh, yeah, I've got new, I, I changed the gear ratios as well just to have it, you know, really right. nice with the big tires and whatnot. So, yeah, responsive, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you, do you, are you like disappointed that the new NSX didn't come in a stick, or would that have no, kind of made a difference? No, because I enjoy I enjoy the um, I you know I, I I love I love manuals. So mm. manuals are basically what I drove all the time. I mean, now with car sales, less than five percent of all cars are manual. I didn't know that. Yeah. That was so, so low. But you know what? I understand for the supercars because of the shift points and the you know like GTR for instance. Yeah. There's no way you can have a manual transmission for the GTR. And, and people who don't understand, you know, will start hating and say, oh, it's not a manual. They don't understand how the double clutch works and how you need to make those shifts clean and crisp. Otherwise, you're fucked. Right. right. <laughs> you know, and the, it accelerates so fast that the human um, element would actually slow the car down in terms of its zero to 60 times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you had a trigger shift. So basically, the paddles are the way to go. And once you actually learn how to use the paddles, oh my god, they're so fun. Sure, yeah, they're so fun. Actually, I yeah. love using them all the time because the theory of shifting is there, but you get the immediacy of the of the uh, of the paddle. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm used to paddles now. Sure, ever since yeah. the GTR and then the Ferrari paddle shifted all the way. I loved it. It was so cool. Yeah, and then of course now with the NSX, it's just uh, there's no. I'm not looking back at at, at, um, at um, regret with a manual. Yeah. But I do miss a manual. But that's I love my Jeep for that. For exactly. Instance. You yeah. have other things to. Yeah, I love other things, out, and, yeah. and 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 perhaps um, um, actually not perhaps, but the RWB. I will definitely have a manual with that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a custom shifter that Sid and I like to sit and talk about a lot. And nice. <laughs> <laughs> like JJ, you got to get this. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> uh, Sid, you're like, enlightening him shit. on all the cool parts and, and then he'll stuff. show me something and then he'll say actually we don't want to do that we want to make our own customize it I was like oh shit here we go off menu stuff off menu oh man. yeah jeez now you're talking it's all about the off menu yeah that's I hate him for that sometimes because just means like we, you know, when you when you have a dream and then you have someone who takes that away and gives you a better dream, <laughs> you're like, oh, like, oh shit, but, but no, no. <laughs> oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's why I'm excited um, uh, to get my hands on, you know, whatever it may be, like an R34 or an air cooled or whatever, oh, dude, and then have have people's that, like man. inputs and stuff, yeah, you know, be like, hey, th- this is something that I want to, you know, modify yeah. and. Uh, get cool stuff I think for. there are cars that are well suited to a manual gearbox sure yeah so let me qualify all the stuff that I said yep and just know that there are cars that are suited to it and I think that people just need to get their heads out of their asses and say you know if a car is not manual it's not a real you know give me a break mm-hmm. yeah, there's sure. technology that's different now 
and there's technology that's old. Love the old, love the new. Understand the old, understand the new. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. Yeah. You don't and, use dial-up to watch porn. I <laughs> 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 oh, people complaining about that nostalgia. <laughs> dial-up? You mean there's something better than dial-up? Oh man! And it's and honestly, okay. it's I I see where it's coming from as well too because like every person I meet or like I'll meet a new friend and maybe they'll say you know I've never driven a manual before and I, without hesitation I'm like here's my keys we're gonna go to a parking lot and j- even if yeah. you don't like it you know even if you yeah. don't fall in love with it at least you have Let's that yeah. under your belt you're like yeah. this this is a manual right this Good is how you. I love to drive. Um, yeah. And then some people end up being manual only like a couple of my friends that I taught back in high school are like. This is all I drive now, and then others, not so much, but that's at least the experience was there. On the newest cars, though, it's like a totally different kind of machine, right? The way that the technology even puts the power down on the road. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely necessary that you have a double clutch because if you don't change gear at those speeds, the engine just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Right? Things Shout get out to my old Fox station wagon two door. Manual. <laughs> Learning manual at the QFC in Seattle. Nice. Parking lot, 2 a.m. That's it right there. Those are the days. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny because, and even, you still get, like you said, you still get, like, the fun with the paddles and stuff. Oh, yeah. Man. And then you you still find yourself, you know, upshifting just to downshift again, right? Bloody. Just to hear the noise. Guarantee it that. It all comes for full circle, right? Guarantee that. Yeah. I used to put little, I used to put hockey cards in the spokes of my bike, man, yep. to get that click. So yeah. same thing as the blow off valves, same thing as the downshift. Got to get that sound, man. Yeah, yep. I'm a still a little boy at heart. You got to hear that engine wail, man. That's and right. yeah, and then it's cool because then you hear um, with your own personal cars, and you see hear the exhaust. And after a while, a certain amount of driving, you'll be able to pick up on like exactly where it pops and cracks, or like all the yeah. little things that other people don't yeah. notice yeah. that they won't necessarily get. And it's like you start yep. to know the car. It's cool. You do. Yeah, yeah, you can pretty much drive based on sound at that point. Yeah, I don't even look at the rev counter. My first truck didn't yeah, have I a tag. I don't look at the rev counter either. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, Excuse I do me. when I'm at the drag strip, but <laughs> that's I don't blow up my engine. <laughs> but yeah. Do you guys have any other, uh, any cool plans for like any road trips or anything that you guys are doing this, uh, this uh, summer? We're thinking about doing an uh, RWB tour uh, right. down one time down towards like Oregon, maybe even to San Francisco, mm-hmm. meet up with Mark at Illist. Shout out Mark Arsenal. Whoa, uh, at the paddock. Yeah, the paddock. What? Or another drive that we thought about doing was a down to Okanagan. Yeah. Yeah, with like six or seven RWBs, two of the... I really have wine in the Okanagan. Yeah. <laughs> two, of the, two of the wineries, two of the resorts, chill sure, out on the yeah. lake. Mm. Just kind of like gather, like if you were to go down to like, you know, Oregon and San Francisco, kind of like gather them on the way, or would you guys have like a meeting spot at the beginning? I would probably start in like Seattle. Sure, yeah. I bet you could pick up a few stragglers there. along the way, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. definitely kidnap Marcus in some film gear. Yeah, man. All right, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And you're definitely invited. What if I could only bring like an NSX or a GTR? Am I still invited? 100%, man. Dang. Shout out MCSD crew. What the heck? Yeah, is there like a, is there like a, a tension or a rivalry like Liberty Walk and RWB? No, and like... I don't think so. The way Nakai and, uh, and um, um, Kato interviewed uh, last year mm-hmm. at SEMA, you could see the friendship, man. Sure, yeah. You could see that cool friendship that they, uh, they have. So I think it's really neat. There's no tension. Yeah. It's a different vibe completely. Yeah. yeah. They're both wide bodies, but uh, it's a, it's a it's a different vibe and but it's both both of them have a very positive global sort of outlook. Yeah. 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 Which honestly I think is like is kind of prevailing more and more, you know. You know, if if you have a brand that ne- doesn't necessarily stand for anything maybe it's just kind of like in a gray area and like you're doing what you're doing you might be doing a great job but if there's not that you know kind of like family aspect or like you don't when somebody meets you or your work and they don't feel like invited yeah i can kind of throw the whole like brand off i feel hey like. we're all just here to have fun <laughs> that's the bottom line man i think too that there are certain types of people who will engage fans in different ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whereas nakaya may be more the silent um artist who is more with his craft 
he still engages his um, fans around the world because of the way the builds are structured and and the way uh, owners invite people and the way that he publicly displays his work. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, if you look at artists, most of them are very reclusive. They'll do their paintings in privacy, you know? Sure, yeah. You know, try to get Salvador Dali to show you how he paints. He would shit a brick because he would have to repaint. You know, he repainted his canvases many times because he didn't want anyone to see his brush strokes. Really? So, but Nakai, on the other hand, is an artist who says, you know what, come, come to my, come to my um, uh, show, well, depending on the owner's feeling. Sure, um, yeah. Here I yeah. am, or video me doing all my work so you can see exactly how I, you know, use this drill and use this file and, and, and uh, assemble these things. So that is a huge uh, uh, way to say to everyone that, hey, I'm engaging you guys. Now, yeah. Kato, on the other hand, you know, he'll engage people by hugging them and doing kicks and putting hats on them when they come to, you know, to, it's, it's, a, it's a show. Right? Sure, yeah. Because he likes to engage people one-on-one. And his builds are already done, so you, you'll be by his car and pose by his car. But um, I think they engage the their audience and fans in different ways. Mm-hmm. But they're both legitimate in the way things they do it, right? Yeah. Um, for me, I personally like to talk. I'm a talker. Oh, holy, holy shit. I talk a lot. Perfect. You're I talk right. a lot. You're in the right spot. <laughs> but I talk because if people... Um, yeah, in the right spot. If people have a question, I do my very best to try to answer it as best I can. Yeah. And they usually have questions about, you know... Well, what's this? How did you do that? You know, where's this from? Explain this to me. How does your car move? It's so low. Yeah. How does it go over speed bump? You know, like stuff like that, right? Sure, yeah. So, um, and I think engaging people, no matter what field you're in, whether you with your um, with your videos and your podcasts mm-hmm. or Sid with his cars, I think engaging people who are interested is all part of this whole game. Yeah. Because you want that knowledge and love to be passed on. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Legacy, man. Legacy. Spread the love. Well, listen, hey, we've got, like, there's a lot of cool stuff coming this spring and summer. Oh, yeah. Vancouver is on fire right now. It's huge. If if we were, Sid and JJ, if you guys were, like, because a lot of our viewers and listeners are from the States. That's, like, the majority, I would say, of, like, the people listening and watching, right? Shout out to the U.S. Yeah, right? (laughs) Our brethren. If they were, like, going to come up to Vancouver... Yeah. For, you know, whether it be like a really good driving road or, you know, a car event, where would you guys say like, you know, what would be the best time or the best event to like kind of come and check out? I'd say for Vancouver, it probably would be Import Fest, right? Import Fest Vancouver would be the biggest show of the summer, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That will be at the end of July, I believe. Yeah. I don't think there's a set date yet. Yeah. But that would be the event to go to in Vancouver. That's where I intend to debut my Liberty Walk in SX. Oh, perfect. Nice. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. And, um, <laughs> uh, and that would be a show that I would try to get the Arizona crew, Street nice. Standard and all those guys to come up as well. Yeah. So I think yeah. that would be a huge draw for the shows in Vancouver. I think, too, that the sort of midsummer show is when Vancouver peaks as a city. Yeah. So there's lots to do, you know? Mm-hmm. You got the fireworks, you got all the, you know, the night markets and all that. It's cool all kind of close on. together, yeah, too. Like yeah, like jazz festivals and stuff. Like everything's sort of happening then. Yeah. So it's a very vibrant time for the city. And it's a very vibrant time to visit Vancouver. And, you know, the weather's obviously going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, most people will be off, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. So I think that would be a great time to come. Um, venue wise, I don't know exactly where they're holding it, but that's just a. Semantics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come Let's to my house. Up. I guess you can come visit me in my house. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and RWB would definitely have a presence. Oh at man, Fest. Good. We'll have a few more RWBs that are going to be locked and dialed in by then. You know, I mean, some significant, beautiful bills that represent our city well. Mm-hmm. Um, RWB Vancouver. I'm so excited about that. I mean, that's going to be nuts. Yep. And um, I think too, there are some. Really great guys around locally that do fantastic builds mm-hmm. that um, will showcase their talents. I mean, I love seeing the talent in this city. Like, I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, it To me, people know me. It doesn't matter what you drive. I, I have filthy crew members who have, like, million-dollar cars, and I have filthy crew members who have cars that are less than $10,000. Yeah. And I just don't give a shit mm-hmm. because the filthy is all about your passion. Yeah. So I have filthy banners rocked on every single type of car that's out there. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what I've pushed from day one because I am not all about just high dollar cars. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love cars that are just, that have heart and soul and fucking sweat and blood and tears and everything else in them. Yeah. That's what I like. And I like the people behind them. The attitude's really important. Yeah. And I, when I connect with people, I know usually within a few seconds, like, you know, what they're about. It's tough. It's, uh, it's not easy. It's a tough, uh, it's a tough game because, you know, there's a lot of competition and a lot of people like to be the best and yeah. this and that. So there's a lot of feelings, but yeah. you know what? If there's feelings and emotions, that means it's worthwhile. Sure. You know? Yeah. That's passion. You know, it's passion. Yeah. So I love it. At the end of the day, we all give each other nods and we all respect each other. Mm-hmm. That's the hope, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the true hope. And that's why we do what we do. I think, you know, once you live your life and you, do your very best to do all the things you can do for your family and friends and cars and all your hobbies. You can look back and say you gave it your all. That's fucking decent. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing, you know. So no, I love it. Yeah, me too. I really do love it. That's cool. Well, hey, yeah. JJ, thanks for allowing us to like come by and podcast at your place, man. Dude, no problem, man. I, Seriously, it's a real pleasure that. to have you. Uh, hopefully, you can come again. Yeah, no, we'll do it again. Thanks, yeah. Sid, for uh, oh, setting 100%, it up. Percent, man. Thanks Anytime. For down. We'll do. I'll let you guys know how this podcast does. It'll probably be up in a couple weeks from now. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, where can people follow you, Sid? Uh, at Koi Canada and also RWV underscore Vancouver. Boom. On Instagram. And you can also see a glimpse of White Walker in our latest video uh, that we did at Peter's shop of uh, White Walker, or uh, RWV number 10. Yeah. Sonatine is the name of the car. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> JJ, where can people follow you if people want to keep up with your builds and stuff? Follow me by going to one of my clinics, man, and knock on my door and ask for a prescription for some STD medications. That's the best way to follow me. Oh, the other way to follow me is on Instagram. <laughs> Doczilla12. At Doczilla12. D-O-C-Z-I-L-L-A-12. Boom. That's exciting. I'm sure we'll be doing some uh, more shoots and stuff with Dylan and uh, in the future. Oh, yeah. Dylan's a cool guy, man. Get some collaborations going I like, on again. I like him. He's a cool guy, man. Shout out Dylan Eckermichael. Shout out to Dylan, man, for taking some sick shots. Shout out to Vancouver JPEG. Yeah. What's up with JP, man? What's up, JP? What's up, JP? How you doing, man? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Hit us up on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Ciao. Peace.